This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Ackles. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is delivering his budget address later today. We'll have it live here on NPR Illinois. And there's one line item that Democrats and Republicans are strictly divided on. Mawa Iqbal has more. Pritzker is pledging to allocate another $182 million towards Chicago's migrant crisis. This is on top of the $160 million the governor funneled to the city from the current budget. Republican lawmakers are staunchly opposed, saying this will end up costing Illinois taxpayers more. Senate Minority Leader John Curran says Pritzker should Stop the invitation, roll back the policies that have created the non-citizen welfare state, move away from the, the, your national stage presence trying to proclaim Illinois to be the most welcoming state in the nation. The governor's facing a nearly $900 million budget deficit. I'm Mawa Iqbal. Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza says she wants to give taxpayers more information about state expenditures on the asylum seekers who have been arriving in Illinois. Mendoza has opened a portal on her office website to track spending. It shows how much is being spent, the agency and state fund the money came from. Governor Pritzker announced last week that he is increasing the state's spending commitment to help accommodate the migrants, most of whom were bused from Texas to Chicago. About 40,000 have arrived so far. Mendoza also said state spending that helps homeless or other populations that might also benefit migrants might, may not be included. Two far-right members of the Illinois House are vowing to push back against hundreds of thousands of dollars in union contributions aimed at unseating them. Alex Degman has more. Unions representing teachers, cops, and others are spending more than $250,000 to try defeating incumbent Republicans Blaine Wilhauer and Adam Niemerg, members of the Illinois Freedom Caucus. But Niemerg says he still has support from the people in groups that matter. I have over 100 endorsements top-down from local grassroots uh, folks here in the 102nd District, and you you cannot overcome that. Niemerg was kicked off the ballot due to problems with his nominating petitions. He and his opponent are running as write-in candidates. Will Hauer survived a challenge to his nominating petitions and remains on the ballot as a Republican. I'm Alex Stegman. Former President Donald Trump has made an endorsement in a key Republican congressional primary here in Illinois. Trump has endorsed incumbent Mike Bost in his race against Darren Bailey in Illinois' 12th congressional district. In a statement, Trump says Bost from southern Illinois is doing a fantastic job representing the people of the district. He also says he still likes Bailey, a former GOP nominee for governor, but Bost is the right choice in this race. The University of Illinois Springfield will waive the application fee for students from three area community colleges starting with the fall semester. UIS will waive the $50 fee for transfer students applying from Lincoln Land, Richland Community College in Decatur, and Illinois Central College in East Peoria. According to UIS, over 60% of the current undergraduate student population at UIS comes from community colleges. It is 6.07. This is NPR Illinois. It is 645. This is NPR Illinois joining us on the line this morning. Alex Degman, State House reporter and the guy who's going to kind of inform us on what's happening today with the state of the state address. Alex, welcome this morning. And first off, what kind of are you hearing about what to expect today? Hi, Michelle. Well, thanks a lot for having me. It's good to be with you. So um, I'm expecting the governor to outline a budget today that he says is balanced. That's pretty much what he's done his entire term. Uh, but it is going to be a little bit tighter than it's been over the last couple of years. Some of the one-time infusions that we were enjoying due to COVID, uh, they're, they're pretty much gone. They're drying up. Tax receipts are down. And the governor's budget office is predicting somewhere around a $900 million deficit next year. Now, that said, uh, he's not going to focus on that. Uh, instead, we're going to hear about investments in education, 
uh, investments in DCFS, probably a line or two about uh, how much state the saving is interest payments because of the uh, overpayment of some debt and retirement of other sources of longstanding debt that we were hearing about over the last year or so. And it's not to say that we're not going to hear about the challenges at all, because we learned last week that there's still hundreds of millions of dollars needed to adequately handle the, mig- the migrant crisis in, in the Chicago area. And we are going to hear him make the request this afternoon for $182 million in additional funding uh, from the states on top of what the states already promised. Now, he's facing a lot of heat regarding migrant spending and not spending enough on Illinois citizens. And where is that heat coming from? And do you expect to hear a lot of noise around that? Uh, The heat is coming from a couple of different sources. Of course, you have the Republicans who for the past week or so have been holding uh, news conferences uh, warning about the dire strain that this is putting on state resources and they're mischaracterizing some of it but they're getting it but the governor is getting a lot of heat trying to uh you know and and that was kind of the goal i think the 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 goal one of the goals of this was to create a political headache for Illinois Democrats and that is certainly working um and you might also hear some pushback from some members of the more uh, progressive caucuses, some of the Democratic caucuses, like the Black Caucus, who, like the uh, folks in Chicago, have been saying for a while that this strain is putting a lot of unnecessary burden on the people that are already living here, the folks that are you know, living on the streets, the homeless folks that need services too. And I feel like a lot of folks are starting to feel like those people are being ignored. There's also been a lot of talk about there probably won't be a lot of extra spending in this budget, not a lot of new programs. What are you thinking on that? Are we going to see some new programs still? I know usually governors, you know, say that and then they'll like still announce a program, right? Yeah, um, it's it's possible. I mean, it, it's it's entirely possible. But the, the feeling generally now is that we're entering into uh, somewhat of a more austere time. Um, you're hearing warnings not only from Republicans, but you're starting to hear warnings from Democrats as well that spending pressures are going to be a lot tighter than they usually are. So they've got to, you know, take stock. What's the most important? And Republicans are playing the role that they've always played here. Uh, spending needs to be in line with revenue. Period. You know, they don't want any fund sweeps. They don't want interfund borrowing. No passing legislation subject to appropriation without the means to pay for it. That kind of thing. Um, but as the party in power, Democrats like to be creative in how things are funded, right? So they're balanced, their budgets are balanced on paper uh, because some of the initiatives use money that's already in the budget but was intended for something else. Like, so, for example, the states uh, got into some of the, uh, I guess, some of the long-term debt that it's in now, largely because past administrations enacted the pension ramp and then didn't fund it properly for years and years. And that's because, in part, they used that money that they borrowed from pensions to fund new programs. And that's not been the play as much as in recent years due to better than expected revenues. But like I said, um, there are a lot of pressures that are building. Now, Alex, we've seen how the budget negotiations go for years. Republicans already saying they want to be at the table. Are you hearing, are they at the table? Will they be at the table? What do things look like as far as budget negotiations? I mean, I know it's early. Yeah. Um, right now, it seems like they're involved to the point that they always are. Like the, 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 They will have initial meetings and they'll have um, initial dialogue about goals for the year. Um, but aside from that, uh, they're probably not going to be as involved as much as they would like to be. Um, they're just not going to be behind closed doors in May with Democratic leadership unless something changes. I just don't see that happening because Democrats don't need Republican votes for a budget. And this year, the dynamic has shifted a little bit. 
it's not necessarily Republicans against Democrats this year. Um, Democrats are trying to come together themselves. They have a supermajority of 78 people with a lot of diverging needs and goals within that caucus. You know, a really good example is last year's so-called bathroom bill. Um, there were members of the moderate caucus that did not vote for that, even though it was a Democratic initiative. Last question, Alex. Any things that you expect the governor to highlight as far as success stories over the last year? Well, I think he is going to talk. I think he's going to talk about the success of some of his education initiatives, some of the, some of the success that we're seeing with state agencies like DCFS. Even though, even though the jury is still out on whether the uh, on whether the extra money for DCFS is producing results, but he's going to continue to say that these are the strides that we need to be making to make improvements, and we're going to see more money put toward education, DCFS, and things like that. Alex Stegman, State House reporter. We're going to hear from you, I'm sure, with all of the reaction on the state budget. And the State of the State address can be heard here at noon today on NPR Illinois. Thanks, Alex. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.